So full energy from bed right here Cause they're my enemies Subscribe and like, rate and review Your hosts of the day be Couple guests too We're gonna win a trophy when overdue Can we do the double make it deja vu It's a move London thing Third one is only on the wing Harry's one of our own nine and in He's only got one E but let's see the king And we got Delhi Ali that's talking With the show side, with the show side With the show side's what we sing With the show side, with the show side It's a new flunder pain Yo, 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 yo It's the Shelf Side Podcast Wait for it, I need some birthday music We are 50 That's 50. mad, isn't it? It's crazy, 50 man 50 episodes 50 episodes Five, oh. We're like a year in, right? Almost, almost, almost a year in, almost a year. So not really, in, so. not really a birthday in it. We should just wait to the birthday. Should wait to the actual yeah. annual birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so what happens? So we're not going to celebrate a hundred. We're going to celebrate two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred. Right. So I need to redo that, or Lero just don't add the birthday music. Which one are we doing? Uh, Lero cannot add the birthday music, but I lead this whole conversation about not leaving the birthday music in. <laughs> Like an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, 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 I want that. I want that. I want that. How are you doing, my man? Bro, I'm tired, man. I'm tired, but um, I'm tired, and I'm probably I've got, but I'm very tired. But I've got more energy than that insipid result we had at the weekend. Um, so I guess I should count my blessings. But I'm also not paid billions, uh, millions of pounds to um, to walk around with zero energy. So I guess. The grass, this uh, at this point, looks very green on the other side. Okay. Is that on the east wing? Because you were working on the west wing last week, so yeah. you've been working on the east wing this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the east wing of the building, um, <laughs> in the office, so it's a good place to be. Good place to be, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, I'm all right. It was a bit of a, it was a remembrance weekend for us this weekend, as you know, yeah. hence I didn't catch the game. Um, and I want to shout out, there's no new cities this week, surprisingly. Uh, but I want to shout out Ada, Michigan. That's there. Um, always there. Always locked on. And the reason I'm shouting you, as I've mentioned before, because Ada was my mum's name. And, you know, Mumsy has a way of watching. So I see it every time I look at the cities, Ada, Michigan. So shout out to you guys. Um, and shout out to mum as well. So, I mean, you're going to struggle with this. <laughs> and I'm actually not even going to tell you to try because uh, the whole entire history of squad numbers for Spurs, there's only been one player that's worn the number 50 shirt. Right? And I think I remember this player um, as a youth team player. I have no expectation for you to remember him, but you are certainly welcome to guess. Number fifty. Yeah. Youth team player. Only one player that's worn it. Ever. Yeah. In the history of Spurs. In the history of squad numbers, yeah. Wow. I believe that's the case. He's yeah. playing a midfielder, isn't it? It probably is a midfielder. Because I feel like midfielder I feel like midfielders like we just always have a glutton of midfielders who don't really make it. But yeah, that's I, very on, true. honestly, I, there's no way I'm getting this man. I just feel like he's a midfielder, but I've got no idea who this person is. Okay, let's see. This player is a 
Does it tell me? <laughs> You're right. He is a midfielder. Yeah. Is he a, a centre midfielder? I believe he is a central midfielder. Um, let's see if I can find him on. Who, what will tell me who scored? I don't know. Let's let's read up about him. He's currently playing his trade at um, Accrington Stanley. Do you remember that advert, Accrington Stanley? Would he? <laughs> exactly. Accrington Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, Stanley. Milk. Ah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, butchered that. Really butchered that. Yeah, speak um, for yourself. I know the accent. The, <laughs> the Liverpool accent. Do you watch um, Killing Eve? Random. I know it's random, but do you watch Killing Eve? No, I meant to watch it like time ago, but I just um, I um, I didn't get into it, man. Like you know, you get distracted. Uh, people have told me it's really good, yeah. but like yeah. Watch it. Just watch it now. The only reason I mentioned Killing Eve is because the lady who is uh, the main villain who plays against Eve, she's speaks. She's Russian in the actual show, and she thinks speaks French and then speaks English, and she's actually from Liverpool, but you would never know. Um, I think it's Jodie Cromer, Cromer, but she's That's brilliant. Why but yeah. That's why she gets paid the big bucks, and I can't find anything on this Accrington Stanley kid. And I was stalling for time, and I still couldn't find anything. So I'm going to put us and everybody else out of their misery. His name is Joe Pritchard, and he wore number 50 for Tottenham Hotspur. Joe Pritchard? Yeah. Huh. I mean, uh, no, Alex Pritchard is why that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yes. Fine. Fine. Yeah. But that's who it was, episode 50, and we keep it moving. So... As I mentioned, we I didn't watch the game at the weekend. I was not surprised. I, I tell you, I didn't watch the majority of the game. I watched the last 15 minutes. I saw enough for us to be 2-1 up. And I knew the pattern of that we were 1-0 down and then went 2-1 up. Apparently people were saying, what would you do without Kane? So that kind of told me what had happened in a sense where we weren't playing well. And then when I joined it, we had two glorious opportunities, which has been typical of our season, two glorious opportunities where we should have made the most of, um, and we didn't. So one was Son, when he was, the ball was crossed to him and he was inside the box and he was trying to be so unselfish and lay Kane in when he should have shot. And then the Lamella run, which was typical Lamella, probably taking two ball drags, too many, um, and then kind of closing down the space and not utilising the opportunity of the fast break, and then gave it to Kane, who hits the post, but probably should score. And then Joe Willett comes on. I say to my daughter, he's going to score, and lo and behold, he equalises. Now, that's typical of Spurs this season. We can't hold on to any lead. Um, we look nervous. We don't kill off sides defensively vulnerable is that a fair assessment of that Spurs that played on the weekend yeah I think it was a fair assessment there were there were parts there were fits and starts in the game where we were controlling but ultimately Newcastle were never out of this game Newcastle were never out of this game and it's it's frustrating because they could have been but the fact that they felt that they could play against us is that's what I find so so annoying 
Like you, we gave people ten people in that team. We gave acres of space, right? So we made a couple of defensive errors, which you got punished for. And this season, mm-hmm. if we make an error, the first thing you think is these guys are going to strike. They're going to score for it. That's it, straight away. Um, but for us, it's like people make mistakes, and we still need to wonder if we're going to capitalize. Joe Linton was left in acres of space for his first goal. Uh, it came because we basically blasted the ball into, like Tanganga blasted the ball into, maybe it was Ryan, I'm not sure, um, came back, Sanchez um, tried to clear it, it came straight back down, they attacked, Joe Linton was left in acres of space, tapping, right? That was frustrating in itself. Then we go off and, you know, do some good work in midfield, in Dombele playing, um, playing some um, some smart football, um, let's also put in a smart ball. One smart ball is a bit too a bit too um, long for Kane, but because of the defense, Newcastle defense was sixes and sevens, he could capitalize. You know, you still got to put yourself in those positions to score those goals. So yeah, it was a tap in, but I don't give a crap about that because he still has was alive to it. The second goal was a fantastic ball from from Ndombele, but it was an even better touch from Kane. A fantastic finish. Cool, we're 2-1 up. In that time, they, it was still pretty much like a seesaw game, back and forth, right? So like you're saying, you know, we didn't take our chances and then we got punished for it. And that's 100%. It, it, capital, it pretty much encapsulates what our season's been like. And for me, it's unforgivable because there haven't been any changes to address that. So yeah, it's been frustrating, but yeah. So we've got our dream midfield and you're saying that we are still not dominating enough to manage the game and limit chances and you said we gave Newcastle the belief that they can play against us yeah so 100% the question I okay so I'm on who scored it shout out to those guys and I'm looking at the formation and it looks ugly right it looks ugly average positions what was the shape and is the shape right I do you know what? I don't have that much of a problem with the shape in the fact that we, it was the way in which we, the way we lined up was fine. It was on a weird, like, inverted 4-4-2 with Celso coming in off the way, the way, the way Modric used to do in a, in Harry Redknapp system, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, defensively 4-4-2, but when we had the ball, he kind of tucks inside, almost into a 10 position, right? And it all kind of changes. The defense, the the formation did feel a little bit lopsided, but my biggest frustration with it is the amount of time we gave people in the in, in midfield. We gave them a lot of time to dance around and do what they wanted. And you had people like John Joe Sylvie looking like Pillow, just pinging around passes like it was nothing. Like he was just constantly switching the play. He didn't do he he played a couple of smart passes, um, definitely for um, the lead up to a great opportunity uh, for Dwight Gale, which resulted in a fantastic save. A fantastic double save by Hugo Lloris. But ultimately, he was given so much time and space. that why We know that John Joe Selvey has got two attributes. No, he's got three attributes. One of them is negative. One, he's a hothead, right? So you ride him up, you can get him sent off, you can get him into city challenges, you can go him very easily. Two, he's got a decent range of passing. Three, he's got a decent long-range shot. So all you know is that if you don't give John Joe, John Joe Selvey space, he can't actually do anything. He hasn't got intelligent movement. He hasn't got speed of thought but if you give him time he can definitely hurt you we stood off him the whole time he's one guy to mark brother it's not flipping De Bruyne just just like 
close off his space. You don't even have to man mark him. Just close the space. We didn't do that. It's just that we we gave them the platform to build. We constantly gave them the platform to build, and that's what made this game frustrating. That's worrying that no one addressed that either on the um, sideline or on the pitch themselves. Um, you mentioned the Celso dropping into a ten. He would seem like the correct type player to sit in that position, occupy that space, irritate and um, track down um, John Joe Selvi to cut that supply. Um, or even Vinicius, um, if he's playing deeper than Kane, which again, the um, average position suggests he was. I did see that he was slipped in and scored a goal, but it was just to be offside, I think. Um, so, okay. That was one issue. I did notice Tanganga seemed to be further forward this week. His average position seemed to be in line with Region. And when I look at the goals that they scored, both fullbacks on either goal seemed to be missing. Was was there a problem in behind our fullbacks? Were they too ambitious? I think our fullbacks were a bit lopsided. I think that there were times in which um, I think there were times in which it was we made it like easy. We made it easy to we we made it easy for them to play around us. So what would happen is like one of our fullbacks would get sucked in. There was space in the behind and they exploited it. I think that this is like, it was very basic. And the way in which we approached it, to me, was unforgivable in that sense. I feel that, I can't say our fullbacks played badly, but they just weren't great. And for a team like like Newcastle, who don't necessarily have, you know, for someone like, for Sam Maxian, he only came on like, with maybe like 30 minutes or something to go. Like, they didn't have any real pace or penetration for the longest time, but they seemed to feel very comfortable getting out of fullbacks. I think, yeah. I think what was really disappointing is that we gave Newcastle the audacity almost to come after us like that. So they, they didn't fear yeah. us, right? And that's what I find, like, almost like borderline offensive. Like, who are you? Like, why do you feel so comfortable to come at us? Why is this mentality that if you come at Tottenham, we should crumble... Like, we managed to get rid of that when we, under Pochettino, like, it's been gradual, right? So there was less of that under Martignol, there was less of that under AVB, there was less of that under under um, under Redknapp, like, there was less of that under Pochettino, the least it's ever been in our, in like, my recent lifetime, at least for myself, um, under yeah. Pochettino. But for someone who's known as notoriously setting up his teams to be difficult to break down, for him, to, for us to just be way for thin like that, when Newcastle came out, so it was just absolutely unforgivable. The game had two, two drip all over it. People were out, were out for revenge. Oh yeah, after they screwed us over with that handball, they're going to get in this time. But we just were not about it. We were not about it. We had bits of time where we were like, you know, fine, let's just, let's show them what we can do. And we made opportunities from that. We moved forward from that. But was it consistent? No. Was it damaging? No. So from a, from a fullback point of view, there was no one that our fullback was facing that we should have feared. But we just, we just wasn't good enough. So, I mean, we're scratching our heads every week, right? We The results aren't right. Even if the results are right, the performances aren't right. Some of the formations seem a bit wonky or ill-advised at the time. We've analysed Mourinho quite a bit. A lot of people are saying it's the players, it's not Mourinho. There's obviously that beef or issue with Toby Alderweireld where he wasn't available. 
or came back late and hearing he didn't take the COVID test, people saying he was there. There's obviously issues, and we saw it with the Villa selection and, and the continuous selection of this 11 because they won, which is fine. Um, but there are definitely players who are not Mourinho favourites, who have fallen out with Mourinho, whether he's there next season or not. But let's just assume he is because he's too expensive to get rid of. I'm not saying there's going to be a clear out, but there's going to be changes. And I think the changes and the talk of changes is definitely affecting the squad. The squad is broken. Um, and some of the players are probably just not good enough that maybe they've been selected or just need more time. So we have issues. But let's fast forward to a world where we're in a transfer window because I, I can't really bear much of this season, to be honest I'm, with you. I'm so over it. I'm so over it. <laughs> I know we're going to have to do this another few pods. We need to get to one year at least and then we'll see what happens. But I'm so over it. So let's, let's fast forward. All right? This is your kind of view Kovna this is what you wanted to envisage a world where we are in the transfer window and we can only safeguard three players yes right? yeah. we have to as we know there's probably not going to be major money available I don't see it even though Jose is going to want major money I don't see it but let's just envisage a world where we can only safeguard free. Everybody else is up for sale to generate funds to rejuvenate the squad. Who have you got in your free pack? I didn't. I can only keep three. Only keep three. Everybody else will be up, up for, for sale. sale. And this is tactical. This is not who your favourite three are. This is we need to. As Nas would say, break it down and rebuild it. The bridge is over. Check it out if you haven't heard it. <laughs> big check, big check. Um, I'm keeping. I'm keeping Son. That means you're not keeping Kane. Yeah, I know. I'm keeping Son. I'm keeping yep. Ndombele. Yep. And I'm keeping. Oh yeah, see, I knew you were gonna say that. I'm keeping. But you have to think about it. No, you know, and I'm keeping Hoybier. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So let's just assess who you're not keeping. Yeah. So out goes Larice. Yep. Sling your rook. Mm-hmm. Go to PSG, get 20 million for it. Bearing in mind, right? Let me just, just to interject. Me saying that I'm keeping these people is based not only on the fact that I think that they're important, but also about whether we can find suitable deals for like, not suitable deals, but like the impact of other people coming in to get those other players. So, for example, Kane isn't included in my three, right? But the reason why I'm okay to. I'm okay if someone's come in for Kane, right? Is that for someone to come in for Kane and the money required to sell him, just because they're coming for him doesn't mean they're going to pay him. They'll have to pay his worth, right? So let's say, say, um, Levy values him at 200 mil. I think that Kane is currently in a position where because of the amount of money that's available for, for teams right now, I don't think anyone can actually afford to buy him. 
So I'm happy not to have the safeguard. Whereas I feel like people can find the money for Nombele, Hoibia or, or, or Son. And that's a big, big You've just sold Kane to PSG. Okay, cool. You've just sold Kane to PSG because Rio have just sold four players to buy Mbappe. Okay. Right, this is how it's panned out on my championship manager okay. when I fast-forwarded to 21-22. Yeah. Or is that this season? Yeah, no, this is 2021. 21. 21. 22. 22. Yeah. 21, 22, this season. Yeah. Real have just got Mbappe. Neymar is just slipping in Kane week on, week out. Right, that's what you've just allowed to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Link up with Pochettino, go win some titles. If you want to win Champions League, whatever, go do it. Yeah, but that's what's happened. And Haaland's gone Man City, and we've ended up with um, Ollie Watkins, as you wanted. Okay, cool. No, I get that. I do get that in terms of Kane, potentially. If Kane has to leave, it has to be a mega, mega deal. But I'm going to go the opposite way around. And we can discuss the the where's and wherefores. I'm keeping Kane. Okay, cool. That's all I knew. Um, I'm keeping Kane. I'm keeping... I'm keeping Ndombele. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping Ndombele. Uh, and I'm keeping... I hate myself for saying this. I'm not for saying this, but I hate myself for not keeping somebody else. I'm keeping Ray Young. Even though he can still go back to Real in two years? Well, so here's the thing, right? It's under the proviso that he's not going back to Real. If you're considering that factor... You can't do that. that You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Okay, so... So if he's still up for going back in the in the buyout clause or the buyback clause is two years, two summers away, then I'm with you. I keep Hoybier, um because I think that is the nucleus of a very strong midfield, Hoybier and Dombele. Dombele gives you that absolute X factor and is only going to get better next season. And I think in two or three years' time, he's going to be... He's unplayable now, but he's going to dominate, absolutely dominate games in two or three years' time. And Hoybier provides that access um, to allow him to do that and can pass the ball a little bit. The reason I was going Rehion above Hoybier is because I think it's easier to find another Hoybier type than it is to get another Rehion type. Mm. So, and that may be debatable. Uh, do you know, I, uh, my, my thing is that Rayon is one of the top fullbacks in the league, but he hasn't shown it consistently this season. Until we basically ran Hoybier into the ground, and also in his last season for Southampton, he proved that he's one of the best in the league in his position. To make him available for transfer, he improves any one of our competitors significantly. Significantly. Like, even even if he was to go to Man City, I, I think Rodri is really good. I think that their centre their midfield is actually really good. But under the tutelage of Pep, like, he's played under Pep before. The tutelage under Pep, he, he, goes, uh, he goes up another level, in my opinion. Right? Do you think Pep would have... Pep wants Hoybier type, or does he want a Rodri, a more Rodri type? But I, I think that... 
I think in the system that Pep plays, he can do. I think Hojbjerg can do both. I, I yeah, think, but he's not I as good on the ball as Rodri. He's not as good. He's not he's as good. Not, you can say he's not as good as the ball as Rodri, and I accept that. But I also feel like Hojbjerg currently in a, in a he he currently looks good on the ball in a Tottenham side. He doesn't look good when they have the ball. <laughs> that's a good point. So that's what I consider. I think when I'm looking at this outcome, I'm thinking about what happens if the players that haven't secured goes. So like you know even. For me, the biggest reason to keep Kane is an emotional one. Like he's tasmatic. I love. The no, fact. I don't say that. I, I, I don't say that. Well, me, no, me personally. You get. No, I'm talking about for me. If I was to okay, keep, if I was to keep okay. Kane, if I was to keep Kane, it purely be from an emotional point of view because I feel that look, Kane's goals are obviously massively important, right? But it's like I've said before in to- with Tottenham's teams, it's like we can lose really important players who play massive important roles for us and not really impact the teams, like position that much when 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 that um when that scumbag left right like he was one of the best center backs in the in the league he didn't we didn't suddenly get relegated because he wasn't there when when Berbatov left right we still finished fifth or whatever like when when Modric left we still finished um fifth like they they these are all great when Carrick left we still finished fifth like these are all great players who have left right and though none of these players uh, no, when Bale left, when Bale left, you know, we went from fourth to fifth. So it's like, when, he's, when even someone who's goals we had to replace, right, it didn't end up meaning that we fell all the way down the league. So it's like, for me, the argument for keeping Kane would definitely be from an emotional point of view. He's talismatic, talismanic. I love the fact that he loves the club. I love that he's back to what he's got over. And I love the fact that we would give him opportunity to break all those records. But I also feel that it's quite selfish for me to do that because I know that he can achieve his potential elsewhere. Where he, and he could do what other, what other guys have done. Robbie Keane, go away, come back. Um, Bale, go away, come back. Oh, Sher- he's definitely Sher- coming Sheridan, back. go away and come back. So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm keeping him from like a self point of view, but I'm also letting him go because I feel like, A, I don't think he would move the needle that much, but the reinvestment, if it's mine, we've learned from our mistakes, maybe it could propel us. And furthermore, it gives him opportunity to achieve something that I just don't think he's going to achieve with Tottenham. That's the, and that, that's the reason for that. But yeah, but I'm being selfish. I, I'm being selfish. Like I don't care that he hasn't achieved anything. At the end of the day, can I replace 25 goals, Premier League goals, next year? Can I replace 15 Premier League goals, assist, next year, in one player? The chances of you being able to replace Kane with Kane numbers are very slim to none, right? Mm. And ultimately, what you're going to get for Kane, 150 million, if he sold to a British club or an English club, because nobody in Scotland's buying Kane, um, what are you going to get for that 150? The minute everybody knows you've sold Kane or going to sell Kane, then what are you getting? Your replacement striker is probably going to cost you 60 to 70 million, if not more. And then you'll probably get two other pieces, right? Mm. So my thing is, are you going to get one player to replace Kane in with those numbers? No. Can you get two players that do it, that then fit into the side and give it the same shape? I don't know. But what I know is what you get with this one player is a lot. I think it doesn't matter if he's playing with Son or if he's playing with Bell 
or if he's playing with Ronnie Watkins, or if he's playing with De Bruyne, whoever it is, he's going to produce those numbers. I don't think he's reliant on others to do that. Do you know, that's and that's a very good that's a very very good point. But but this is currently a lot of responsibility in the system to play like that, right? We've seen him in other iterations. I mean, there's only been two, really, because of... Um, but I guess if, if, if Sheldon is to be, be believed, you can stay three. But really, there's only two systems. <laughs> there's only two systems. Or oh, two coaches. Pochettino, I think, has yeah. three systems that we, we saw him play. But his system was very much like, let Kane finish things. When he can start, like when someone's got an ability, like he has his passing range, you can't tend to not pass. So, yeah, he was doing that. People who really understand football and have been watching Tottenham know that he's been passing from time. But being making it his actual goal to to create goals has not been a thing he's done because we always had Ericsson. The situation now demands for him to play the way he's playing now. If he goes, we have to change the way we play. So other that responsibility of creating will before someone else, and the and the responsibility of scoring will before someone else, and they can be individual. There can be individual responsibilities. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that if you do, if you are tasked with doing that and you have the money in this market, which you'd assume that you would because you would have sold Kane, it's definitely doable. It's replaceable over two It's going to cost you. It will cost you. It will cost you Yeah, 100%. but it's going to cost you those, that money. But that money needs to be invested in two world-class centre-backs. We need two. I don't think we need one. I think we need two world-class centre-backs. I guess we also have to look at who in, who else in our squad could generate money. And to be honest, after, after this season, I can't say many. I can't say many could. I can't say many could. Man. That's the problem. So it's either Son or Kane and Delhi generating your funds. Um, Son will probably generate 70 to 80 million. Delhi, they're talking about only 25 million now. That is, that is actually, Away from actually so that is woeful. That's shocking. That is willful. That is unbelievable. So Sanchez maybe, well, his stock went down the weekend, um, but maybe 30 million. Uh, I'm pulling numbers out of here, here, here. I think we could generate 50 to 60, but if we're doing uh, selling a lot, the likes of Winks, there's talk of, was it Adleti maybe interested in? Yeah, Winks. That doesn't matter to me, but. But it makes sense. There's been talk of Spanish type player in Winks, and we know he's got Spanish in him. And if you think about the players they have in there, in Coke, Gabri before, um, Sol Niguez in their midfield, um, he kind of fits that mould. They don't really do much apart from keep the ball and play nice triangles. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah. nah, nah, nah. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen. You know, you know what? He might, he might, he might, um, you know, he might, he might, he might do it. I don't know, he might do it. He might do it. He might, I could see him being a useful player. I mean, yes, tongue in cheek, Koke, definitely a stretch for a stretch as a comparison, but um, yeah, none of these guys are going out there and going to command big, big fees. I guess it's about how much space they can open up for someone else to come in and to kind of come and do it. But I think it's interesting what you've who you've decided to go with. I think it's interesting that you've you still like held on to Kane because most people would agree that that's that's the money maker. Like he's he if and if we're yes. going to be able to if we're going to be able to revamp anything, it's going to come because he generates the cash.
Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. Um, I just think we've got to be careful with what we're, we're, we're seeing and what we're saying here. I mean, ultimately, it's going to be out of our hands. But I still don't believe this squad is a million miles off of, hey, I'm not saying the Premier League title, but certainly consistent and winning that top four spot and winning a trophy. And if that means Europa League, it means Europa League. What's failing this squad now is organisation and mentality, the two things that Jose was brought in to um, bring to this club. But there's obviously something foul going on, something rotten going on in terms of the camaraderie there. So I don't honestly think we're that far off. I think we've got good pieces. I said it all season and we did a pod on it. So for me, I'm not looking to completely revamp. I'm looking to bring in two world-class centre-backs if we can. Um, definitely one. If we have to replace Lloris, we replace Lloris. Um, but I would keep the man who can score goals and get assists at a rate which is second to none. At the end of the day, look at it like this. How can you have a player who's got the most assists and the most goals scored in the league, and he isn't Bruno Fernandes and gets about 15 penalties a season. Like, that's mad. That's mad. I mean... If you can keep that, why don't you keep that? Look, I completely, completely understand what you're saying, like, in terms of what you're giving up, but I just think it's at a stage now where it's like... It's becoming a bit long in the tooth. Like... I, in an ideal world, yes, you want to keep that. But to me, if you if we're going to have any chance of this painful rebuild, which we've tried to do in two different ways, one by like not doing anything, which is, I don't think counts as actually trying to do anything, and then a second by this combination of win now players who aren't really good enough to win now. Um, this is where we are, we're at now. So if it's a thing that where we need to get a big boost of cash to really change things and to bring in a, a new system, new blood. I don't see any other way around it. But, you know, healthy debate. I think those listening should let us know like, what you would do. If you could only keep three players, who are you keeping and why? Because um, I think for Andrew and I, we're pretty close in agreement, apart from the big, uh, the big one, <laughs> Harry Kane. So, uh, yeah, so, let's, so do definitely get in touch and let us know what you think. But before you wrap, Kwadna, can I just say, Right, what we're going to do by selling Kane is now we're going to get the Magnificent Seven again. No, no, no. Or the Magnificent no, no, Five. No, no, no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And Lamella is going to outlast all of them. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. It can't happen. That can't happen. That can't happen. That can't happen. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. Lamella's drawing his pension at first, I'm mate. telling you, we've learned our lesson, mate. We, we, can't, we can't do that big seven, Magnificent Seven again. That can't happen, bro. That can't happen. I refuse to believe that's possible. <laughs> Wait, you watch his face. Nah. Jose wants players. He's not gonna, you know, Bun Jose. He's only got a year. He's only got a year anyway, and he has to suffer this for a year. And he's gone. <laughs> One more year, and he's done. One more year, and he's done. Um, yeah. All right. Well, boy. Um, look. Again, tough result, guys. Tough result. But you know what we say: the sun always shines. On, the sun always shines on the self side. So. We'll go back at it. And, Cobb, no, you can't see it, guys. Sorry to cut you, yeah. Cobb, not. The sun always shines and you're wearing a Baywatch t-shirt. I am wearing a you Baywatch. Are hot. Yes, that's it, mate. That is it. Baywatch, repping the 90s when things were 
Not that much better as for Tottenham fans. <laughs> I was going to say, what were you going to say? <laughs> you definitely weren't the team of the 90s. We were, we were even worse. No, let's not even get into it. Yeah, guys, listen, let's just, let's just, let's just stumble our way to the end of the season, right? Let's enjoy a cup final, win these, and uh, let's go again next season, guys. Because I can't lie to you, for me, it's feeling like a wrap. But, as per usual, the show side will be here to see you through, guys, because we are podcast by the people, for the people. That's us. But um, for now, yeah. I will say it's good night from me. It's good night from me. So remember to share the pod, guys. Give the gift of the dulcet tones of Andrew and the quiet musings and ramblings of myself. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, do leave a five-star review because we only give you five-star content, guys. It makes sense. It makes sense. You can follow us on the socials, Twitter, ShelfPod. Let us know what you thought about our conversation today. If you can only keep three players, who are you keeping and why? I know there's a bunch of you guys with some interesting takes. I know I don't want to call anyone out, but I know I know there's some listeners who are quite active on Twitter and I would love to hear I would <laughs> love to hear their thoughts on this and for them to tell me that I'm crazy. Um, or that, you know, maybe there's a little a method to my madness. Who knows? Um, but until then, listen guys, it's um it's been a, an absolute pleasure. So Lero, run the outro. Side with the show, 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 side with the show